I don't know what his motivation is. Maybe they'll never oh, reveal it. I know what it. his motivation <laughs> is. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Captain's Pod, Stardate 2244, 22.3. I love it when the numbers do that. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema scenes to explore the universe of Star Trek. Now, everybody, I need to apologise. Continue the backing music. I, your captain, Ian Whittington, have made an error. A massive mistake. I like to think that you come here as a trustworthy source of information and theories into Star Trek, specifically Star Trek Picard, and of a show so referential to the history of Star Trek. Your dependence on... Forking hell. (laughs) Your dependence on me to be factually accurate and to bring you the little bits of information and context that you need is crucial, and I've let you down. In the last episode, I let you all down very greatly, and I apologise. You should. You don't even know what I'm going to say. No clue. <laughs> the FBI agent. And I am genuinely like, yeah, great. Funny opening. I am genuinely pissed that I missed this. I am so annoyed. And thank you to... The FBI. Oh, the FBI agent that came into the... Okay, what? What? Who is he? <gasps> is he a Q? What is it? Oh, you look so... I'm just making sure I get the credit correct for this. Did you get a tweet about it? Uh, of course is I got it... Of course I got a tweet it... about it. Was it on our Captain's Pod account? Yep. Oh my God. Thank you guys for using our Captain's Pod account. Uh-huh. Thanks, guys. Fun. So, Steve Jeffrey. Thanks, um, Steve who i i love steve so much he's an ensign right um no i'd say he's lieutenant 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 steve um mm, the fbi agent and i recognized his just say just fucking say it the reason i'm kicking myself just fucking say it the reason i'm kicking myself is because i recognize him he is a he is the same actor that plays a time agent in voyager i've lost the ambassador i don't know what that means so there is um basically time police and they will step in to protect the Temporal Prime Directive. So Janeway... Okay, you just pretended like we're all supposed to know what that means. Okay, so the Prime Directive means you don't interfere... You don't interfere. Oh, oh but with tempor- aliens. Oh, oh, so the time... There we go. Oh, okay. Exactly. There's a main timeline. Context clues. Basically, like... People don't fuck with the timeline. we saw on Loki. That, it's exactly the time agency. It's exactly the okay. same thing. Okay, okay. Um, and so, like, they hate Kirk. They hate Janeway. They're all right with Picard because he doesn't mess with too much as of yet. But so this guy is a lieutenant and he's like the or a lieutenant commander or whatever. And he's like first in command of the time ship something. Pooper prize. Pooper prize. Temper prize. <laughs> I don't know. Pooper prize. You're amazing. Um, Shimp tip. Pooper prize. <laughs> anyway, he is with the time police. It's so the same time, actor. That, that makes so much more sense. It, of course it makes fucking sense. Of Listen, course it does. You can't know everything. But I should have known this that. This is why you need your crew. So your crew showed up and said, yeah. Captain, and we have some crucial information that'll help you make decisions. This is very true. It this can't was, all be on you. This was It can't all be you know. on you. So Steve came to the to the to the ready the room and to the bridge and said, Captain, we're making a mistake. You have to trust me. And I did. And we vented the the shuttle bay and avoided the Bozeman. <laughs> what an episode that uh-huh. was. <laughs> so yes, I apologize. Well, I'm, that's good I'm information. gutted that I missed it. That's now, good information to think about going into this next uh-huh. episode. So we don't know. We know it's the same actor. It has to be the same it character. Be. It just it has yeah, to be. Yeah. Okay, okay, um, question. So yes, question. How many episodes do we have left? Three, eight, nine, and ten. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and from what I've seen on Twitter, 
like there is a lot of positivity around Picard and seeing all of this and seeing Agnes and the Queen, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the overall feeling is what the fuck is going on with this season? Like it is I, so so badly done. I just realized that my question to you was very reminiscent of the question on a very long car trip when you're on the road. Yeah, you're like <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah, how close? are we because i've been stuck inside this vehicle too long Uh and when someone says we're three days away that's too much but like you put it into you know car trip time it's like three hours we're three hours away Uh you know what i can make it i can do this i can do this i can rally (sighs) but yeah so that changes everything so this episode is called mercy this changes everything that I. That's what we're crying. Was going to be so like, mercy, please. please. It's so fitting, Give isn't us it? Something. And the next two episodes <laughs> are just called "Please Stop." <laughs> oh, uh, no. So I, obviously, this is. I'm now far, far more interested in this, this FBI up. discussion yeah. because if this is a time agent saying, yeah, that makes sense. Picard, what the fuck are you doing? Don't blame this on Q. <laughs> we know you're fucking some stuff up. So, um, yeah, obviously that's going to happen. Okay. They'll break Picard okay, out. But, but here's my question going uh-huh. into that. The time police show up for Picard mm-hmm. because he... Because of Rios, I imagine. <laughs> teleported in? Yeah. What's it called? Transported. Thank you. Yes. He transported in... Broad daylight. In broad daylight, which is definitely not fucking with the timeline necessarily it, well it is if you're caught on camera yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. but they can just delete that stuff uh, and that's it and maybe this is just a slap on the wrist and we fixed the things that you've done including rios kidnapping a child but i feel like yeah if, if they don't have more information about the rest of the shenanigans his mm-hmm. crew is doing then there's no reason to go for picard you would go for rios at this point because he's clearly the most dim- oh damaging. for sure yeah he's but i think they'll go insane. for the lead they'll go for the leader and then say look this is what we're gonna do to fix the problems you're having on your way, here's something to help you with Q, but we can't face off against Q. So we're going to fix the little sprinklings that you've done here and the car chases. We're going to fix all of that fuckery. You Get go and deal with Q. You need to go. Exactly. And, yeah. And then meanwhile, you've got Seven and Rafi like racing to be like, um, guys, <laughs> there's a born queen on the loose. <laughs> and this the, the time police guy is just like, Wait, what? No, we didn't know about that. Yep, because that one really hasn't revealed too much. Not too much. Yet. But that's what I'm that's what I'm guessing is that's we're gonna sleeper. fix that's the sleeper plot. Oh my god. We're gonna fix some things. Mm-hmm. Um but I think he Picard might say, Well, can you not just send us back? And he'll be like, We can't send you back yet because if we send you back, that's not part of your timeline. If they do send them back, then that would mean that they would send them back to the correct ships because one of the things that you and I talked about uh-huh. when we were in line at Disney uh-huh. was that the ship that they're in is the wrong ship. So if they go oh, back in time on this yes. ship, it's the wrong ship. La Serena is the wrong La Serena. Like, it's the one from the alternate future. So, right. yeah, that's very... That ship shouldn't exist as soon as they stop the thing that shouldn't happen. Right. Which means they're just floating in space. Well, it also means Maybe. that they should just be back. Uh, this time travel is going to be wonky. Go, it's going to be strange. Here we go. This Let's... is this is the end. This is when we turn the corner on the road trip and decide: Are we going to be looking at beautiful scenery for the next three hours, or are we going to be in Kansas? <laughs> just oh, feel... what's wrong with Kansas? So Kansas is just like the Beige. only thing <laughs> on the horizon is just flat. Yeah, that's fair. There's no, there's no mountains. There's no mm. trees. There's no pretty in it i mean like it's pretty in some way but it's really monotonous or like oh, a yeah, desert yeah, yeah, yeah. Just where there's it's no just variety like nothing is on the horizon yeah that could be what we're in for mm-hmm. or we might have like really interesting scenery i'm praying i'm praying for a big end and i'm hoping season three kills it me but too, me too, here we me go too. all right let's go find out with that we will see you guys for a full debrief in 10 forward after we have watched episode eight of star trek picard 
um, computer. Beam us to the time prison. <laughs> How many is us? You have to be specific with the computer. Oh, shoot. It just beams the entire <laughs> oh, no. crew. Sorry, Steve. You're all coming up. Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, it doesn't have to be a beverage. From now on, it could be what anything. would you like from the <gasps> replicator? Oh, man. Anything. A creme brulee. A creme brulee. That sounds really good right nice. now. Nice. <laughs> Has it got like a little crack on the... Are they the ones That's... with like the cracky tops? Yeah, you yeah. have to crack the top. Oh, you just know that Rios would moan about that, wouldn't he? He'd be like, oh yeah, but it doesn't quite crack as well as a regular one. It doesn't quite taste like burntness. Yeah, uh-huh. you need to taste like burnt. It needs to taste bad. Um, cool. So, this week's episode... No, you forgot to say what you're going to get out of uh, it. Like four types of cakes while I vomit. <laughs> You know, this is the second time that they've vomited from theme, cake. I know. I, was like, I just thought of that. Can you really just call back the previous season on your own show, no, really? I, I don't want to I don't want to discourage you because you're doing great. But maybe mm-hmm. one of the things from the replicator should be like some medication. <laughs> some medication. <laughs> the, a computer, give me the cure for the common cold. I need it now. Some NyQuil. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm going to have some cake because sugar is great for a cold. Don't you starve a fever? Feed a feed a cold feed a cold starve a fever or feed a fever starve a cold never sugar sugar sugar's never good I should stop popping these skittles so this week we watched um, episode eight which was entitled mercy Um, in summary Raffi and Seven are still chasing Agnes but they find her she's eating car batteries Um, Rios is falling deeper in love Um, the FBI um, the traumatized FBI agent is interrogating Guinan and in Picard. Fact, an FBI agent. Uh huh. Picard ha- um, Guinan has an uh, expositional chat with Q. Uh, Adam Sung has an expedi- expositional chat with Agnes, and we're pretty much back to where we started at the end of episode seven. The thoughts, Danae. Thoughts on the episode. I'm trying to decide if we learned anything truly new this episode. I think that we learned that Q is dying. Like kind of confirmed and that was you know an important thing to divulge so and his motivation seems to be to experience something so here's my big problem himself Uh, like he said something about redemption like he's doing something that's redemptive which in and of itself doesn't seem right it seems odd like he doesn't we'll pause on that for one second the 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 point you make there is great. Like we think we learned some things. The problem is the stuff that was revealed this episode we'd guessed. So well, it's hard right. to work out but, what is confirmation of the stuff we knew and what was so obvious yeah. that they basically told us already. Right. This was the episode where they're like, just in case this wasn't clear. Exactly. Uh-huh. This is where we're at in the world. Exactly. Right now. Yeah. And the big one is likely supposed to be Q's motivation. Q and why the Europa mission is so crucial. Again, we guessed it because they told us. Right, so we now know that for sure Renee was suppo- is supposed to go on this mission and find that biological bit that has life, which somehow does something to Dr. Sung's technology that... It makes it redundant. So essentially, she, I th- it looks like she finds a microbe that ends world hunger and cures diseases and allows humanity to evolve into oh, Starfleet. is that what they said? Yeah, that's what Agnes said. Okay, because I was because that's one trying path. to track all of that. Because it yeah. was... Oh, it happened this, a lot. This is one of those where they just like they go like, you know what? We're gonna say everything uh-huh. all at once in one episode, and 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 kind of a not a, necessarily a fast paced because it wasn't necessarily a fast pace, but they're no, just but that little bit was. It was on every kind of storyline that we've got going on. They went ahead and they they gave us a a big chunky nugget. Yeah, and I think the the um, supposition is that 
um, Sung's work won't be needed because right. of this revolutionary technology. But if that but if technology isn't go, brought back, they lean on him and his research. Agnes also said something that his, like in some future, he had, he was the father of that way. Mm-hmm. And there was a statue in his honor. Yeah. I guess that was the statue at the beginning that we yeah. missed that. Which, no, no, no. I saw it. And it's weird. You know, when you have thoughts and for some reason they never make it out of your brain into your mouth. Like every time I saw that statue, I was like, that's data. But I didn't say it out loud. I couldn't think, well, why is it data? Like, now, but, but that was such yeah, a huge this is clue. A, a monument to him. Yeah. But it wasn't to data. No, it to Adam to, Sung. It was yeah. to Sung. Yeah, exactly. Or one of his um forebears that because continues his work found then it turns into the the life stuff that he's doing yeah they have to leave morals and ethics at the door and create superhumans or whatever it is they do they start to like what i imagine is they can't um there isn't enough resources to sustain the weak so they get killed and it's, it's eugenics so only the strongest humans survive only the smartest the most able um and then that philosophy carries on into well, there's only so many resources in the galaxy, so the humans need all the resources. So the idea is that Q, and this is this is when the show is going to get really strange for me because all of the thoughts that we have have to try to tie in. So it's mm-hmm. like taking all of the loose strings and figuring out if they go into these particular slots. Yeah. And if it buttons things up or sews things mm-hmm. together in a way that makes sense. So the idea is that Q has gone back and he has he's trying to get Dr. Sung because he gave, he's messing with so much. I'm just. I'm, uh-huh. <clears throat> I still don't know what Q's plan is. I still don't. And I feel like I'm being dumb. I feel like I'm missing it. I'm afraid that none of it's going to matter. And then they're just messing with enough. Like, but they have to have some purpose in his original storyline too. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, it needs to at least try to make sense, yeah. even if it gets messed up. So he is trying to, he's giving Dr. Soong the cure for his daughter to encourage him to stay on his pa- on the path, I'm Correct. guessing. Yeah, to not feel defeated. So that if that weird future goes in the beginning. So it's a two-pronged attack. And to stop Picard from doing, so Q seems to also be trying to stop the Europa mission from mm-hmm. happening as part of their trap that he's put them into because he wants to see how they escape the trap. So but then we also have a second player, potentially, that Q either knew as a possibility or didn't know as a possibility, mm-hmm. which is Borg Queen, who is also doing the same thing, yeah. trying to stop Picard. Uh-huh. So now there's two people trying to do kind of a similar thing as stop that storyline from happening. But the question is, is does Q know that the Borg was going to be in play or not? That's the question. Exactly. So I think Q, I'm pretty sure Q doesn't know that the Borg, that Borg Queen was going to be a side effect of this. Because... The Borg don't succeed. Even in the bad timeline, they don't get the jump start on Earth. They don't assimilate Earth in the past. Or they did, and we just don't know about it because they were stopped somehow. Because right now, she's assimilated, like a, she's mm-hmm. assimilating this group of people yeah. into this sort of strange. I just feel like you like, don't stop them though. If, if you Earth can't. in twenty first century doesn't stop the Borg. It doesn't no. happen. Not unless something really, really insane happens right now. Mm. That's always part of that future storyline or yeah. timeline, which again we're trying to stop. Yeah. Uh-huh. So either this happened in both timelines and no one knew about it, mm-hmm. and the alternate, like this has always been part of the past, yeah. is this little side mission that Could no one be. knows about. Yeah, like, it's happened. And that's the part that I'm always wrestling with at the end of every episode is, mm-hmm. what am I actually meant to keep track of? Uh huh. Well, if you go back 40 years before this, Kirk and Spock are running around chasing two whales. Like that's in this timeline. That is happening. And also this time travel agent who isn't a time travel agent oh which is a big my bummer 
goodness. It's going to be an ancestor thing, isn't it? I guess. He's going to be an ancestor of, and it was the Starship Relativity is the name of the ship. Um, so it's going to be an ancestor for sure. And it was just a nice nod. And his last name is Wells, which HG Wells, not Wales, Wells, as in HG Wells, who wrote The Time Traveler. Oh, that's a really Oh, The Time Machine. The Time okay, Machine. Okay, that's cool. So it was a bit of a nod. But, yeah. you know, in his timeline, he also saw Vulcans and like, and wouldn't it be neat to know what mission they were on? Like, oh, I think you can guess what mission they're on. So this can, is. Can, can you? Can you? Because I can't. So this is roughly the 60s roughly okay. that they would have visited which is 100 years before they visit earth it's like 2064 that they come to earth i think roughly um so this is going to be like a geological survey mission of let's have a look at this planet they're close to warp travel and they're going to break into the galaxy so it would have been research uh, archaeological research but they fucked up and they they were seen, they were seen. yeah yeah they, they they despite their very capable ears they did not hear the child trudging up the now leaves. there is some some um debate over whether vulcaneers actually help them to hear according to spock it's a no according to topol from enterprise it's a yes so we will see maybe it's a male female thing who knows or it's like one of those uh shows like the cooking shows where you have a fully capable panel of judges and one is like it's over salted and one is like it's under salted because everyone has a tongue <laughs> but we experience things differently <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly so okay 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 so back to kind of like the overall thoughts that this is just it is one where you're watching it going what did i know now they're mm -hmm. really making theory into fact yeah and the new things for me that i i can now like bank on is that q is dying mm -hmm. and predicted that, that. uh the Borg are assimilating. We mm -hmm. know that like confidently now. Um, and the Rios is completely driven by his dick. Completely. 100%. 100%. Yep. Which is not interesting to me. Like that, oh, they totally that entire ruined that thing, character. That thing that I have no interest in what Rios is, Rios is doing with the nurse now. You know how sometimes they'll take a character and usually it's a female and they'll make it into a love story mm -hmm. side plot thing. Yeah. And they just sort of like. It's like a throwaway mm -hmm. person that only exists in the realm of love, like you yeah. have a love story. Mm -hmm. That's what they've done with Rios. Honestly, I'm glad it's not a female, but they're still oh, kind of doing a weird thing with Seven and Rafi. Mm -hmm. But well, the nurse is taking the lead very much, which I like. But oh, fine. Like I, it is. It has nothing to do with the overall story. Yeah. It just it doesn't. It's such a Z plot. I guess in season one, he was just this person who was trying <clears> to <throat> wrestle with him being a captain of a ship and like his own demons and now his identity is tied to having a, a girlfriend like and he's asking questions like so tell me about you know your home life and yeah. i'm like okay is the, are they about to try to justify whatever comes next like well, anyway it's, I, it's uh, what i loved about rios in the last season was that he was broken like he yeah. was dealing with his or he wasn't dealing with his trauma he was mm -hmm. burying it yeah. um, and it was forcibly brought to the surface and now he's just so shallow. Like, there is just no depth know. to his character at all. It's just... I guess you can't discount that some people just instantly fall in love. But I don't need to see that in on a TV show. Yeah, I'm sure it happens, but I don't... I don't know what that's adding to this story. I don't know what it's adding to this story either, and I hope it's more than just them doing a love story, because mm. I think they have to hit that note somehow. Do you know, like... Last season didn't, really. We're going to hit all of this that we can sort of a situation. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... I really don't. It, I, it just feels like I don't know what to do with Rafi. So, uh, damn it, with Rios. And I also feel like this episode, they tried to do more with character building with Rafi by showing her manipulation tactics and her admitting it. That but was that an felt, interesting... It was interesting, but it felt clumsy, didn't it? It was, it was again, Rafi and Seven having a relationship argument 
for the eighth Mm -hmm. time. Like every episode, it's this new little nugget that's just fucking talk faster, get on with it. (laughs) Um, And it's, it's hitting on a different aspect of either Seven's flaws or Raffi's flaws. And then we get this random flashback of, look at Raffi, she can manipulate people. Plus, we need Elnor in this episode. I feel like they did this last episode, too, where they just they almost aren't confident enough to give us some information sooner. And then they're really confident to give us information. You know, so it's like a strange mix. Like they're doing everything in one episode again, thinking that maybe they have to. But what would have been really interesting for me is the episode where he died to show us this flashback moment between the two of them to yeah, understand more that of makes her more pain. sense yeah and then her hiding it this mm-hmm. whole time makes more sense to suddenly come yeah, out yeah way it. more interesting it would be because we would have had that detail ourselves knowing mm-hmm. that she's struggling but this is like okay this is new information on top of just a deeply mm-hmm. expositional because okay also we have Dr. Soong and we have so so not Soji Kari and we have them kind of coming to terms with their relationship that we also are just now like told to kind of care mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Because uh, we just ignored it last week and the week before. Well, I think I can't remember. She's trying to figure out who she is and she was finding yeah. pictures. Yeah. Um, and she's very, very intelligent, but also not smart enough to realize that she's a test tube, you know, yeah. kind of grown. Uh, so, so that struggle is real, but there's so much texture going on with all of these different people and they're really trying to develop them all at the same time and Mm -hmm. to keep track of it all is very it's very tricky because again we don't know what we're supposed to be caring for i think at this point we're supposed to be caring whether we lose agnes or not and i want to take us back to the first episode because if q is saying god we're just skipping to predictions i guess if q is saying no 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 I'm processing. <clears throat> if mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, think, mm-hmm. <laughs> let me explain. Uh, replay, no, replay, that'll replay, take replay. too long. <laughs> let, let me summarize. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he's saying that he's built a trap and the escape is the interesting part mm. and that he's trying to redeem himself somehow. So the moment at the very beginning when the ship meets the tear in the sky, mm-hmm. which was such a great episode. Yeah, it was so great. It was so good. And we have who we think Borg Queen Agnes in the future mm-hmm. um, who obviously didn't take over earth in the past oh, unless this ship is jumping from the past to the future who knows um we have borg queen agnes in that mm-hmm. situation we assume in that situation yeah, we think so q is trying to save them from that moment by sending them for to an alternate reality mm-hmm. that he helped to create Mm-hmm. by bringing the Borg Queen into reality. Like, it's just so convoluted. It's so messy at the minute. So I don't messy. know how we're going to get there. Because what is the redemption story here? Because he, at this point, seems to be the purpose of... Like, he's the one that's creating He seems to be mess. causing it. So it's like, man, it is like there's these three branches. There's these two plants that he's that he has in front of him. The Europa plant that he's stamping on, and then the Adam Sung plant that he's trying to nurture and grow. And then the Borg Queen stuff just seems completely separate to it. And yet... The moment that the Borg Queen or that that explosion happens is the second that he sends Picard into the parallel universe. So it's so frustrating because they've given us so much. But if they're waiting for like a massive reveal, it's got to be really good in episode nine and ten or whatever. It really should for be. it to make sense to tie all of this together. And that's the that's the trouble with at this point not knowing is that you hope that the writing has been delicious enough that we have clues that we can look back and go oh was there the mm-hmm. whole time but what they're doing now is they're spoon feeding their story mm-hmm. and so I'm like, just oh, in case you didn't catch up don't... enough and what if they do that at the end they just kind of like <sighs> we didn't really do the work to show that this yeah. is what we were doing but we're going to just tell you that this is what we've been doing this whole time and then we're going to do a 
the final episode is just wrapping up all the stories mm. and putting little bow kisses on them. Yeah, you know, like and then cliffhanger for season three. Exactly, and it's frustrating because you've had in plenty I of time to, to do God that. Season three is not in space. Oh man, it needs to be good. No, it will be. <sighs> um, it, you've had ten episodes to do this. Like, on my biggest complaint about the show is that it could have done all of this in six. If you've got the ten, use it to plant the seeds and and do all of that business. Yeah. I just can't make that. The redemption thing is really bugging me because he did say the the line was something like, "How much can you redeem in one lifetime?" Right. So. So he's he's wanting. It feels like what Q is saying is that I am waiting at this precipice of death that I hope is like this beautiful thing, but it mm. feels really hollow. Instead, he's just losing his organs one by one. Is what it feels like. Yeah, and so he's gonna do something, you know, kind of more epic. Mm-hmm. And so he's gonna go to this moment when he knows that Picard sacrifices the whole ship and this Borg queen takes over from yeah. that moment forward. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? We're gonna go back to this point and we're gonna fix it and we're gonna fix it, but. He sends them into the future. Picard chooses to go to the past. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's the that totalitarian. The, sorry, the total total. He sends them to the parallel universe past, in the wait. present. Yeah, it's Paral- the present. It's the present in mm-hmm. the parallel universe. So it, it's the only thing I can think. It, yeah, no, no, you're right. It's the present day, but it's a parallel universe where the Borg are completely dead, so they couldn't do that. The takeover. So I wonder if Q is saying like. Look, you have got to choose between, yeah, this future, which is all nasty and horrible, or you pick this future where you, you're great, you're nice people, but you get destroyed by the Borg at this time. Or maybe he's giving him a third path where you change this thing in the past and both things happen. So you don't have the horrible future and you don't have the Borg destroy all of you. And maybe that is all linked to Agnes. Maybe it wasn't, maybe Agnes being the Borg Queen is the big change. And maybe that's what Q has known all along but it but it's but, hard because q is so confused but, yeah, yeah and so are we i don't know what his plan is so because he seems like he almost seems like he has dementia like he's like going off on like tangents right. and doesn't seem really connected with reality if he then swoops around in episode 10 and says haha this was my plan all along it's like no it you're still unwell real. you're still yeah. really really struggling i i am i'm on the road trip in the car in a car where i'm pretty sure i'm hearing a flat tire yeah <laughs> but it also just could be the drone of the road <laughs> yeah and so i'm i have concerns but there's nothing on the dashboard that's blinking emergency mm. but i'm watching for it because i'm i don't feel safe right no. now i'm i'm I'm, I mean, I'm concerned the overall episode i liked it better because we had some chewy stuff to get on and some stuff that was confirmed and we got to see q guinan was great I love the actor that plays the the FBI agent. Oh, I think great. he's great. Yeah, he, he just has a he has a, a charisma about him that's really fun to watch. But yeah. the pacing of this episode was just again just slow and cut dreary next, and next, segregated. It's you're in mm-hmm. three different locations that aren't really intertwining. And in the end of the episode, it's like oh, we're all back together again. So we are back where we were at episode seven. <sighs> <sighs> Um, really annoyed that the time agent wasn't the uh, time agent. Um, mm-hmm. No, uh, yeah. Fine. Uh, yep, yeah, whatever, whatever. that was. Would have been fun, but I guess it's not. Um, and I guess they're just saying that all of the meddling in the timeline doesn't matter because he's destroying the evidence as well. Is that what said? Yeah, he's not submitted any of the evidence that he's oh, collected. Oh, 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 yes. So that right, we, right. he's lost his job and he's getting rid of the evidence and letting I, them go. I think that that moment. So when we were watching it, Aaron said this interrogation is going to last the entire episode. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, they won't no, do that. And it did. And it did. Um, it was it was it was an odd choice 
mm-hmm. this choice that was made to elongate what Picard has to do in this episode. It's like they keep having to give these pitfalls for him to fall into so that they can't use him probably because he can't be in a lot of action and mm-hmm. the momentum that makes of the sense. show. And yeah. I think they're trying has to, to be get, seated a lot. Yeah, they're trying to get to launch day, and so they're just mm-hmm. you know trying to figure out how can we make an, another day pass. Before oh, it launch. feels like a D and D thing. It's like, I'm going to have to take you to another cavern where there's been a break in, <laughs> stall you for three weeks while I can plan what I'm doing for the big bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it does it does feel a bit like that, which it ultimately can be satisfying when mm-hmm. you're playing a D and D game and it's a really epic battle. But we have to trust our D and D masters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But when there's things that are happening on the screen that are, um, I don't know, they're, it's not all bad. There's parts of it that are very interesting. It's almost just like a, it's a bite of food that you can find interest in, but it's just mm-hmm. not something that you really want to eat. But you're going right. to go ahead and finish your plate sort of a thing. We're going to finish it. Um, for example, like the CSI kind of moment with um, Rafi and Seven where, you know, Seven's trying to kind of access how to think like a Borg queen and. She's going, okay, so she didn't kill him because she's wanting to have, or she's, she wanted a partner, but it was un- unsatisfactory. So she killed him. And then she's doing this. And there's, it's like, whoa, we're in like CSI Star yeah. Trek, you know, right now. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And part of it's interesting because Seven is having to kind of go into Borg Queen brain mm-hmm. a little bit. And that is always interesting always, to kind of do a little yeah. bit more character development. But there's some of the stuff at the same time, that same bite has that forced sort of stuff with with Rafi where she's oh, goodness. You know, throwing out the um, complications of their relationship and they're working through their relationship trauma, which... But they're not working through it. They're just butting heads. There is no heads, constructiveness yeah. to that. And and since we didn't see the stuff leading up to it, we're kind of like, okay, so we're just having to take it your word that you yeah. guys are, you know, having this, you know, struggle bus mm-hmm. moment. And so, you know, Rafi is saying things about Seven and Seven is saying things about Rafi and that's a distraction to what we really want to see, which is, you know, Seven figure out how to come to her power. I feel like what was lost in that moment is that she's saying, I don't know what part of me is human, what part of me not. Like that. Mm. there's a struggle there, but when they're adding the relationship element and the insults mm-hmm. flying back and forth. It's vicious. You, like it is really toxic. You lose the power of what we should be focusing on, which is Seven's kind of revelation that she, in her, she's human right now. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, yeah. And even though she doesn't have the Borg objects inside of her, she still can taste it and sense it. And she has the memories. It seems to be, memories. yeah, exactly. it seems to be locked into that. And that's a, that's something that's really really important. So I'm glad that they had that, but that bite was a little bit strange for me. And that seems like it's uh, there for every scene. Like every scene seemed to have this is interesting, but it's also going on a bit. We've too had long it all. It's it's almost like a one episode memory, like in yeah. a series that has an overarching narrative to it, which is and, just and strange. Completely gone in this episode is any kind of kickback into uh picard remembering that he oh, opened the door for his mom yeah the last episode like, forgetting picard's gone. trauma that's all gone yeah um it completely uh, so so we got the answer about the vulcan in the wood um and i'm trying to what like there is ah, what man, do you mean even, we got the answer to it uh, as in oh, we, we saw like a was. flash of that in yeah in the beginning somewhere yeah at the beginning yeah. of the show yep um, so we know it's this FBI agent's uh, memory and that's set him on this. But, but then they wrap it up in such a neat bow of maybe you were set on that path so that you could let us out today. I was like, if that was your setup, delivery, execution, why did you bother? Like, did you, like, that's a lot of work to put in to 
to finding a way that Picard can escape being captured by the FBI agent that is going to let him go. So much. So much work done. The only thing I can think is that it is to mop up the timeline. So, yeah, the FBI agent took care of the CCTV and us having shenanigans and the police reports. And honestly, that makes sense because that would be a big thing if Mm -hmm. we're going to keep this timeline. Uh, Which is the whole point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if this continues to be the timeline mm-hmm. and we uh, we we look at this and, the, and 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 go everything that we saw happen actually happened yeah. in in our in the history uh-huh. right now then <laughs> FBI agent cleans it cleans it up and we're all good up, you know yeah. all that all that gunk it also i suppose another forced moment another strange spoon moment is like Guinan sort of projecting herself to say that humans are stuck in the past and that's what clicks for Picard mm-hmm. to be able to say, you're stuck in the past, what happened in the past, and somehow that gets through to this agent who's been very guarded the entire time uh-huh. because the alien Picard is like, I'll give you information if you give me information. And so agent- Which he could like, have just said anyway. Yeah, trade. Let's yeah. do a trade. So she has to like astral project and like have a <laughs> nosebleed, which by the way, in the next scene seems to not be bothering her in the least. Yeah, that's how nosebleeds work. Oh, you know, so it's like, okay, it's interesting, but what? I was really excited by that because I was still holding out for the reveal that he was a time agent. I so know. stuck in the past, I thought they were going to say is that this he agent is stuck, stuck in, in the, the past, past, which is yeah. which would have been cool. Do you know been so cool? Another layer why that would have been so cool. His boss, his captain, Captain Braxton from the Relativity, the same damn thing happened to him. He gets stuck in 1997 oh, or 98, and the crew of the Voyager, Voyager have to go back because he fucks up the future. I guess they can And they still trace it back to that, that point. That would have been so great because it's such it a nice tag like, along. I just got chills thinking about it making sense like that. Yeah. But instead, it just seems like I'm a human. I was born here and. My great grandson is going to be a time traveler. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, it would have been a great parallel because he ends up having to arrest Captain Braxton for the crimes he's going to commit in the future altering the timeline. Uh-oh. So then he takes command of the relativity. So if something else happens to him that gave him like a time madness, it would have been so cool. But no, goodbye. Nice cameo. See you later. Nope, I just got fired for not doing my job. One one Looney Tunes moment too far. What a waste of a life. No, because you helped this episode. And, and, and all of the agents that were with you like how they're many fine. arrested they're, they're just fine. gonna be like yeah yeah he just arrested a couple more whatever people. um what i did like and we both looked at each other and laughed when <laughs> captain picard reads rios's statement oh, like that was so that great. was a beautiful was, little plant yeah. of rios just doesn't care so he's going to give all of the story and that just so happens to undo what picard is saying like it's great that they used that um but again it it, it was funny but it, it didn't go anywhere it didn't really matter because uh, that entire interrogation doesn't matter. There's no risk or consequence to that. I do have to say, I I did like, and I kind of like briefly mentioned this, but I do like that they spent some time with uh, Rafi being manipulative and they kind of like went into that depth of manipulation. One thing I didn't say about that scene that I really enjoyed was, I don't think that, uh, we see a lot of dark characters and content that we watch. A lot of manipulative people, a lot of um, personality traits that, need to be worked on but i thought that the way that they presented this was really interesting Mm. because they allowed a character to have a villain moment like Mm. to to do something that's like this isn't healthy and i did this yeah yeah and i don't there doesn't have to be a payout it's just she's kind of recognizing that she does Mm -hmm. manipulate and then they show the manipulation and i've been manipulated by people who do that like where they 
say they kind of make you feel like you need to make a decision. Yeah. To, well, this to, isn't you. This yeah, isn't the sort of yeah. thing you would do. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, I think that there's something really powerful about giving one of our members mm -hmm. this negative trait that she still has active in her tool belt. Because, you know, Rafi has like this very twisted past, right, where she kind of had a mental break and she uh, in, in season one, it was kind of like what has caused her to kind of go mm -hmm. to her tipping point. And she blames other people for her issues. And yeah. so she's kind of a broken character. Well, I think that Rafi is the most complex character that we're watching. Agreed. No, she totally is. So for them to give her this kind of like even greater depth of like how she manipulates and her motivation and why it's, a, you know, why Elnor's death impacts her so greatly. I think that they should be also tying that into her relationship with her son because we saw that in season yeah. one when they decided to take that episode and bring in a character for no reason other than the show. They kind of are, and Elnor is the new son. And Elnor is the new son. Yeah. And we talked about that when the season mm. kicked off. Like it's almost like a the surrogate sort of replacement. Yeah. And you can kind of get that feeling. And when we watched in season one, the episode where she has that interaction with her son, where her son's like, I don't want to have anything to do with mm -hmm. you. This is the kind of behavior, this manipulation stuff is the kind of behavior that would lead to that. Not just losing yourself in your work and all that, but there's like really like trauma that that kid experienced yeah. to to be like, yeah, I don't want anything to yeah, do with of you. Course. Thanks for coming all the way to see me. You're not going to see your grandson. You're, I don't daughter. want anything to do with you. Like that's fucking harsh, yeah. but that there's something that's really deep. Mm -hmm. I kind of enjoyed that we saw that part. And I, I love that complexity and I love Rafi. I really, it feels belittling that most of the show has done it through the lens of her and Seven. Yeah. And how that's affected her relationship mm -hmm. with Seven. And it's like each episode will get another relationship trope. And yeah. this is the juiciest one. Like this is really digging into what, how she manipulates. Like she manipulates Picard a lot. She's yeah. so forceful oh, yeah. and bossy. Um, I just wish we dug into that more instead mm -hmm. of this little snippet. But when you have so many things happening all in every mm -hmm. episode, there's yeah. so many fires burning. There's so much on the stove that's cooking and hopping and it's getting yeah. ready to be served that you really can't sink into it. So mm -hmm. I feel like on multiple watches, maybe you'd be able to pull out some yeah. personality things. They do try to give everybody like a moment. And Picard had a moment in this episode where he got to kind of do the Picard thing and invite this he gave this human a moment to like make a difference and yeah. help to save the world. Deal with some demons. Yeah. And so that that's a Picard thing. Mm -hmm. Rafi seems to, or sorry, Ria seems to be dealing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what, isn't doing shit. <laughs> I don't know what his motivation is. Maybe they'll never I reveal it. I know what it. his motivation is. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 And we know what Borg Queen's motivation is. Yeah. Uh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> the red bearded guy. Uh, I'm trying oh, to think man. of anything what else. A way to go. Like, before we go to Resistance that we would want to talk about. So I've got one. And again, it's going to land on I wish we were dealing with this more. There is a really, if this was an episode of TNG, there is a really great episode of Q dealing with mortality and and only when he's on death's door like there's two aspects of it he's on death's door and he's realizing hey this is a new experience like the idea of dying is something new and that's exactly what the q in voyager that wanted to commit suicide or kind of euthanasia um that he wanted to experience is like i'm fed up of being immortal this is my time to go like and now data in the first season and like data in the first season exactly like this this theme of being immortal and how meaningless that can feel 
but then also oh hey i don't have i have a certain amount of time left was my life worth living what did i do and can i i think although he wasn't very explicit can i make up for that in one mortal lifetime can i add some value so i think i just wish we'd explore that a bit more and have some more time with q just saying instead of wrapping it in mystery and enigmas just this is what i want to do there's no harm in saying this is what i want to do and i need your help to do it i wonder if he will i think that's what we'll eventually get uh this will come down to q wanting to do the right thing for selfish reasons and it getting out of hand is what I'm expecting. Because now he he hasn't got the ability to undo the shenanigans he's causing. Yeah. Um, but I love that. And it I mean, it's ground that the next generation has covered. But it, because Q has been made mortal before. And he has to deal with that. And what it feels like to eat, to sleep, to, mm-hmm. to feel things. And to know your end is near. But it's, I just wish we could get into it a bit more. The human experience that the audience yeah. is interested in exploring. It, it did remind me of thinking about the human experience i guess something else that happened in this episode that would be important is that gynan had a revelation about the human's desire to evolve that sometimes we'll stay in a pain pattern and work it over until mm-hmm. we can move past it because we're interested in evolution of ourself yeah and i and thought it, that was a really interesting kind oh, of i like, love that i loved it too there was a lot of there was a there was everything several, gynan said was great there were several conversations happening i'm just like whoa i'm really That's glad powerful. but it's just like buried it's a yeah. buried in salt <laughs> uh-huh. um, <laughs> but um i thought that was really interesting because gynan still needed that reason to stay with humans yeah and exactly this is essentially i feel like what the writers are trying to do with this now is her she reason. has her reason yeah to be a listener and to help people um because the the the, it's not so much getting stuck in the past is that we bring the past with us as we grow and as we continue we don't let things go we we get stuck in loops and we hold on to things that have been difficult until we think we're just about ready to let go and Guinan can be a helping hand hand. and i thought that was really powerful because there's i mean there's some stuff that about star trek and the, the writing of course like Dr. Sung has some really interesting things to say from a villain's perspective. You know, Picard mm-hmm. has interesting things to say. But oh. Q is just rich. Q and Guinan are just rich. Oh, seeing them talk off was great. It was so good. I just, I wanted 15 minutes of it, not the little snippets. And the only frustrating thing to me is that he's talking in riddles. And yeah. he is clearly unwell. And we're not getting the full potential of need, a coherent Q. We need to Q. dumb down. We need to dumb him down to talk bit, on our level. Yeah. <laughs> um, one question before you, before also, Wh- what happened to uh, Laris last episode? Because we didn't see her this one. Did she say peace out? I'll see you later. <laughs> I can't remember. She said she said that Renee is going to be okay because of what we did, and then she left. <laughs> I think she was kind of like you know now she's going to be fine. Thank you for everything that you've done. But I don't remember there being like a a goodbye. Yeah. No, she's still watching over Renee because that's her job. So right. regardless, that's still she her be job. With the group. Exactly. Gotcha. But we did. I don't think we got a proper exit, which no, is funny. No. Um, one on the data and Kari, 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 Kari thing. Data Soji, and Doctor Sung. Doctor Sung. Wow, that was the name I got right, but focused on the wrong one. Doctor Sung and his daughter. There was, I mean, in an episode that's already got loads of um, themes and relationship stuff going on, you then have this like abuse storyline of. You're staying here. You don't have any meaning without me. I define you. And Kari trying to break free of that. But the, again, the problem is that happens in five minutes. Oh, man. This isn't like a continuing theme. This is mm-hmm. peace out. I'm gone. And mm-hmm. it's dealt with like it's an important theme and it's great to dig into it. But we didn't dig into it. It was just words. 
you know, and then there's still a question in my mind of like when Q said, because Q said this like elusive sort of, uh, it's, it's all like what, she, how did, how did he, how did I say, hold on, let me find it because I wrote it down. If she wins, we're all trapped in the past is what he said. And so I was like, okay, so there's very few she's on the screen. Let's mm-hmm. let's do some process of elimination. And she escaped. Like in this particular in mm-hmm. this particular set of people who are watching, the she in this moment is her. And she, he mm-hmm. he lets her escape. So he's also interjecting his cuteness yeah. into her life mm-hmm. and making moves with her. Because he didn't just leave her with Dr. Soong. Mm-hmm. So who knows why, why she is now? You know, so, why did he do that? And yeah, because Q leads her to he leads her to the information. Well, her curiosity yeah. is there. And then he interjected himself into their computer system. So mm-hmm. when she put on the VR, she could yeah. see him and, and, and in the programming. And he puts so, on the nose like you're not, you weren't born of parents. You were born of a, um, a an experiment. Yeah. And I will give you freedom and mm-hmm. then delivers the freedom. And that leads to uh, the the breakout of the abusive relationship between mm-hmm. Dr. Soong and his experiment. Which you're right was such a powerful scene. Like mm-hmm. for her to go outside and say, "Do you care about me, the person, or do you care about your experiment?" Exactly. And slowly watching Doctor Soong turn from this like person who's, of course, I love you and care about you, into this sort of like maniacal asshole. Yeah. Ooh, is he acting his chops off right now? Oh, he's the right best. Now. He's the he best is, actor on it's screen. So good. Yeah. He's, he's so I'm like, good. man, he is super freaking dark. Mm-hmm. And this is the person that creates data. And I love yeah. data. Oh, and data's and and the Dr. Sung that creates data is off his rocker as well. And mm-hmm. it's just it's amazing that it's it great, came yeah. this date this character that we love came from such a place of darkness. It's yeah. it's so amazing. Yeah. It's a it's a really uh I really enjoy what's happening, even though he's very villainous. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying, you know, what's happening. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, one last thing I'll mention is that there was some beautiful bits of the score from First Contact um, at the beginning of the episode, uh, um, which is a movie all about the Borg, and it just it's, ooh, gave me chills. I loved it. So we'll end on a positive. Yeah, it's not all bad. It's just a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's trying to do... I'm going to talk a lot about food because I'm really hungry. Mm-hmm. It's sitting down at a really complex, um, high-quality dense meal and trying to pick apart all of the different flavors and all the different you know ways that were cooked and all the different ingredients and everything and Mm. it's we're gonna we're gonna miss some stuff and also it's interesting because in the future we might look back and be like that was a good meal Mm. but right now we're like i'm confused about what i mean (laughs) what what is in my mouth is this a gas or is this a water what is this course but again captain i'm hungry i know let's wrap this up and get some food (laughs) to the replicator wait no 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 yeah 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 no stop it no okay get cake (laughs) <laughs> okay, with that, it's time to head to engineering for this instance's futile battle stations, everyone. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Um, I don't have loads for this week because it was a fairly bland episode. <laughs> you first. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, not Soji leaves without her shoes. Uh, that was a curious decision. <laughs> You know, I understand. She's enjoying feeling the grass beneath her toes. And then she runs for her life. Yeah. But she's like, I guess I just don't need shoes. Yeah. She yeah, wouldn't know any your, better. Take your shoes off after you get away from the villain. That's fair. Like, I understand taking your shoes off for a fight because mm-hmm. you have better traction sometimes yeah, totally. than in flip flops. Yes. So I get that. Mm-hmm. But it went from like, I'm going to feel the grass under my feet to 
And then she's just like, you know what? I'm out. Peace. I'm out. And I hope the next time we see her, she's limping. She's like, this was, I regret all of my decisions. This was such a bad move. It really, really bugged me. Um, I think the Vulcan thing was so avoidable. Like, they have scanners. They, if you're doing research like that, yeah. you don't rely on a mind meld that ultimately didn't work. Like, so many things have to fail in order for this kid to end up knowing that Vulcans exist. Like, the the ship that knew to beam them up didn't detect the child. The scanners around them didn't scan for life forms, apparently. Vulcans are... are humans, I can see, fucking up. Klingons, of course. <laughs> Vulcans oh, are wow. fucking intelligent. Wow. Like, they should yeah. not have fucked this up. Yeah. But it was really cool to see them. Cool. I liked it. It was nice. But really sunny. <laughs> really sunny. Really anticlimactic. So, in the uh, Soji, not Soji, layer. Yes. She's um looking something over and in the background is like bookshelves and stuff. Mm -hmm. And on the bottom shelf is this lamp that's on and I would sin it because it was so frustrating and distracting for me. <laughs> Why would you walk over to a bottom shelf, turn it on so that, and it's like a Pixar like lamp, yeah. you know, where it's sort of it's, like, illuminate, illuminate nothing. very, very yeah. directionally. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it, 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 it illuminates something. I don't know what it was because I didn't pause it to investigate. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't a book. and It wasn't anything purposeful. Nope. It was just to have a light on. And it, look, it looks great. But yep. we send lamps. And so always, I would send lamp right there. There are so many lamps. And um, also just send her dumbness for not figuring out that she wasn't. It takes her a while to get there. Soji's just not. I, again, I don't know why she's in this show. Like She's not uh, doing enough. She's not doing anything for me. I think it would be neat to show her in some capacity because of you know why dr Sung would or why data would have her implanted in the memory yeah i think that's a new thing because oh, that means that, that dr brilliant. Sung at some yeah. point in time wants to pay mm -hmm. homage to her yeah by implanting him mm -hmm. uh, her image yeah but there might be more for her to do yet in the last two episodes we'll i see. think even if the even if she's in all of nine and ten she hasn't been used enough to warrant i don't know. i don't know she might you're <laughs> sick might. like you're sick Captain. i'm not Let's thinking just, straight I'm not thinking. Um, do you want me to take over Captain? i think I you already are oh you can have my here, have my pips. Oh, whoa. Pip she now has four of my pips. Pip, pip, pip. No pips, no orders. Okay. What? Oh, that's something oh, that oh. the crew says to Picard when okay. he tries to do something off the books. And I'm okay. like, ah, is that an order, Captain? And he says, yes. You're not wearing your uniform. You haven't got your pips on. And he's like, fuck, you've got me. And they go on the Picard mission. Picard said fuck? No, he didn't. He went married. Right. Well, I'm ordering uh, you to uh, pull your shit together, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> let me let me talk this through. How did Q know that Kari was going to use the VR headset? I don't to then know. implant himself into the. It seems risky. He did. He did say, "I knew you would be curious, or I knew that uh -huh. you would look into this, or something." How? I, it, well, you you said he's omnipotent. Uh, yeah okay fine before, so. i just think there's easier ways to do it than that and also did did the delivery get timed with when she like uh -huh. turns the headset off the fuck similar, did that happen? similar to how he was talking to dr sung and then like he appeared on the screen yeah the computer screen yeah he's it's doing, like how much can he do without his powers because he had to walk to gynan after being sunk, which i just think that's so hilarious i imagine that q had like a beeper that just went the the elorians <laughs> need you and he's like Fuck, I was a half an hour walk. Okay, here we go. <laughs> he has to walk. I have to do the summoning. Like, you would think if it was magic, that would summon him. It's not that he has to snap his fingers and go. But he usually could. But He could. 
but he just you woke me out of bed for this <laughs> yeah that was um but yeah i don't know how that vr thing um how he managed to set that up without his Q powers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would send a lot of the interrogation stuff, I'm sure. But one of the things that stood out to me is that as soon as the interrogator leaves, the two people just are talking openly about their future plans yeah. and stopping aliens. Mm-hmm. And stuff. I mean, they, they, they confidently talk about their plan as soon as the agent walks away. And mm-hmm. of course he would be recording. They said that the of video course. is turned off, but that doesn't mean there's no audio. No. Um, one big, yeah, one big, um, one big convenient thing is let's retroactively design some Borg technology to fit with cell phones. Um, so the lithium-ion battery thing and that being the stabilizing metal, I guess that makes sense fine. But that is so convenient. It's It's just one of those, let's oh, wreck on this to make sense. I would want to sin so much at this point, but I don't know how much makes sense. Like, Agnes is eating met- metal? She still has biological bits, like I, like she's still human. All I can imagine is that the bits of the the nano, the bits of the queen nanoprobes are assimilating that stuff before it does damage to the biological bits of Agnes. And and is the idea that she needs to have enough metal in her to assimilate others? Yeah, so okay. she has enough to be assimilating Agnes, but not enough to put into other people. Okay, okay. So so she needs to have very resources specific to do battery. To she do needs that. very specific resources to do it. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And then she goes to Dr. Soong because he has access to more batteries. Access to more batteries, more technology the the best technology that okay. could possibly exist. Um Oh my land. And access to an army of some sort to get to wow. La Serena. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which means we're gonna have a big battle here. Yeah. Coming oh yeah, up, yeah, of course. You know, so do you have any more things because that's all predictions let's do do it keep going here we have rafi and seven who are trained and highly capable women and agnes takes them out and struts away and they just lie there and then have a conversation (laughs) chase her. they don't chase after her or try to keep up with her or keep eyes on her oh like none of that let me tell you they're like we've got to stop the board queen and then they actually run into her and sure she's strong but they have a gun they have a gun that just barely got like thrown over in the corner and they yeah. like hang out. They wait for her to exit stage left and they're like, gosh, that sure was dangerous. My Golly throat jeepers. hurts. My Let's throat hurts. Wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. You're you're a bad girlfriend. No, you're a bad girlfriend. <laughs> like, this is what you guys are going to spend your time yep. doing? Like, it just sums you up. Go, go after Agnes. <laughs> it's so Shoot hard. her in the head. Oh, my God. So. It's so hard to follow that when it is just about them arguing. I also would send them that that shop was just now cleaning up the window pieces from the previous night. It's taken fucking 12 hours to do that, hasn't it? I almost sent it last episode, but I certainly would send it this episode because yeah. it would kind of made a big deal Still going. because they were cleaning it up. Mm-hmm. So I'd also send that in the previously on section, um, uh, Rafi said not to call Agnes the Borg Queen. Like, she's not the Borg Queen. Yeah. But then this episode starts off with her explaining to Rios oh, that she's the oh, Borg Queen. Oh, no. So it's Good like, catch. what happened in the last 12 seconds that suddenly she's just like fully on board Fuck with her. Agnes being the Borg Queen? <laughs> yeah. And the whole, there's still some Agnes inside. It's like, yeah, we know, we know. It's yeah, fine. we know that, but you should also just shoot her. That too. It's kind of like, there is a, it's nice to try and save her, but at the risk of having the whole of Earth assimilated, eesh, you kind of got to pick your battles. I also still am really upset that the actual Borg Queen um, is not still on the Yeah, like, I know. There was that shot of the back room where all the stuff is hanging and like there's no indication. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a computer. Clean that up. Put it in. The fucking bucket. 
put it with Elnor for a hot minute, like, yeah. and you just like to pull the little thing out, and it's both. Like, I imagine that's where it's like it's a gone. death sandwich oh, in there. Oh. You know, Elnor no, they have more than one Borg. I think. Oh, okay, okay. I hope. But it's frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, I would send myself for momentarily thinking that they were going to assimilate the child and the mother. <laughs> oh my goodness, that'd be so dark. Because <laughs> I kind of thought that was going to happen since they're on the Borg ship, essentially. Yeah. I also don't understand this. They said we we would know if she was able to assimilate. How? Oh, because it would have happened. Because it's exponential. But it's happening now. Um. Yeah, and they. Um, and they don't know. I think if were they going to get some sort of still, message? No, they still they would know if it was happening. If it was already happening, they would know because it's exponential. So as soon as she assimilates one person, it goes. It spreads and spreads and spreads and spreads. But they didn't realize that she has limited resources. So if she was fully bald queen and assimilating, she would be fine. But I think the people that she's assimilating now, they won't be able to assimilate someone else. Because yet. they have limited resources. Because they have so limited resources. And that's why she's got to break into NASA, I think. I don't know. It seems like the queen now knows how to fuck with the future as well, which I know mm -hmm. she's time sensitive, but yep. it seems like it's not just about assimilating Earth. It's also about stopping the Europa mission. Somehow. Somehow. Anything else, Ambassador? I mean, we obviously would skin the uh, whole scene about, like, between uh, Rios and his girlfriend that isn't his girlfriend. When they start talking about the 10 years into the future, I want to have an affair. Tell me something to keep me. TV show has time we for this. Like, skip. <laughs> skip. Like, please. No, the kid skips for us with the cake yes. reference. Uh-huh. Um, but that dramatic music when they kiss. I would uh, sin that so hard. Wah, wah. Like, stop telling me how to feel. Mm, yeah, exactly. Stop getting me invested in a love story. Uh, conveniently, transporters don't work anymore now. Until, they're all yeah, offline. Yeah, they're locked out by yeah. the board queen. Mm -hmm. Can't use those as the MacGuffin. Yeah, I think that's all I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's it's tricky with these ones where it's there's not a lot to sin. There's, there's little bits to sin. There's a that was a lot. No, there was a lot. That was a lot. That's that fine. was a decent amount. <laughs> okay. Oh, with... you want me to go back with a more critical eye? Okay, no. let's watch it again. Let's watch it again. Nope. Okay, with that, let's head to our final stop, which is the captain's ready room. Uh, and that means it's my room. Welcome to my ready room. Oh, heck yeah, I'm is. wearing the pips. Do this it. is the part of the episode where we make predictions and talk about our Q-like glory and find out if something that we predicted has come true. Hey, did I do nice. it? You it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I mean, of course I did. I'm, I'm captain. Uh, yeah, yep. I think you had a lot of predictions come true in this. Oh, part. heck yeah, I did. Um, so yeah, confirm that Q is dying. Um. There now, Guinan said something interesting about there being an em an emptiness when the summoning was failing. Now, it doesn't. There is no reason that this ritual should summon John Delancey's Q. It could summon any Q. So I hope that darkness and that emptiness was a nod to a lot of the Q are dying and not just him. I'm hoping that prediction is still gonna still gonna whiz out somewhere. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be very very interesting. Um, I predict that data. It, sorry, Adam Sung is now the reason that Q is getting Kari to run away is so that he focuses on the technology, the the more evil technology that's going to send humanity on on its path. So maybe he would have focused on making more people like Kari Soji and furthering that, right. but instead he's now focusing on the evil stuff because he's given up on creating life. He now just wants to 
do other evil things instead. Or maybe seeing the Borg assimilated as part of what creates data, like part of what turns them more machine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is interesting. This is machine and people. This is fun. So maybe, maybe after all, Q does know about the Borg Queen. Uh, I, I don't know. He must do. He must do. Um, yeah, I predicted time agent is another ancestor situation. Pretty much covered that. Um... In mid-episode, I did predict that the agent was stuck in the past, but sadly, yeah, no, that didn't happen. I went happen. there too, and that wasn't what, that's that not sucks. what it was. Um, anything else? I mean, next episode is clearly going to be a sa- attack on La Serena with, with mini Borgs. Hey, my prediction was true. We have some Borgs, we finally, finally. We finally had finally some assimilation. Some um, I-, I think that maybe not Soji will have something to do. Oh, she has to come back, doesn't uh, she? Somehow. But I'm not sure if it will be like a sacrifice for him. Like mm-hmm. it, maybe she'll sacrifice for her dad, even though she have to. And that will be part of mm-hmm. what makes her a symbol of like a lovely symbol so that he keeps her as a fond memory rather yeah. than something dark. Because, you know, he obviously had a, a love of her in some yeah. way for him to kind of put. Well, as an achievement, image. perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. What do you think is going to happen with the uh, Rios girlfriends? <laughs> I mean, I know it's it's easy to say I don't care. Yeah, no, but I know. A child I child involved, and I think that's a really strange decision for so them to do. So I have a funny feeling he's going to stay in the past with her and do the clinic stuff and make a difference in the past. So, and one of your predictions is that Seven will stay in the past mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I'm less convinced by that because they kind of they've let that trail go cold. So I think that's more about. Seven dealing with her humanity than it is about being happy in this timeline. Like she hasn't, the, yeah. The writers haven't given her an anchor into this timeline. No, other than hey, I like being human. They really Rios. have with Rios. So I think I predict that he's staying behind. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, assuming that the timeline just isn't snapped and reset, and they're all back on the Stargazer, and which could happen. And then none of what we've talked about matters. Yeah. Huh. How does that feel for the last eight weeks? It, I. <laughs> it feels. It feels like a regret decision. It feels this is why like time travel's wonky. If it wasn't for this show, oh, it feels like if they do that, I I wouldn't be in for season three. But of course, oh. I'm going to. You know that mm-hmm. there's only so much being fucked with. I enjoy on oh, the show. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um. Do you think we're gonna see Renee and Laris again? Yeah, I, I think, think so. so too. Because the launch is gonna happen next week or the week after or something. I think it's a few days. Um. No, it's tomorrow. Yeah, it's the next it's day. Like the next day. Yeah. yeah so it will in happen in the next episode okay. or the episode afterwards. So we'll we'll see that happen, and I predict that the launch will go ahead. Ha! Maybe not. Soji takes the place of Renee. Which one's Renee again? Uh, Renee Picard. Oh, okay. The lady. Yeah. I lost it. For a second. Yeah. You you zoned out. Ooh, so many people to keep track of. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a lot of predictions. No. Same. I mean, same as always for me. I'm I make them in the episode themselves, yeah. but I don't know how it relates to the mm-hmm. end. It's re- this one's really tricky because because Q, time travel and Q because of Q. Q makes it really hard mm-hmm. for me to make uh, predictions. We so, we just don't know what his overall plan. I kind of want to talk about it during the show as I process more than mm-hmm. this is what I think will happen. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's all the predictions I have to be honest. Um, all right, well then you're welcome to leave. Uh, I've got a couple things <laughs> I want to do. Oh. Paperwork I want to file here oh, in the office. Oh. You know before. <laughs> In, in my office I, I got the pips on oh i guess you gave them to me i guess i'll be in the bar where we you're, usually find the ambassador then you're so. excused this is your problem you just manipulate things storm off <laughs> then the doors don't open and i bump into them and it's awkward this is your problem yeah you're, beat me out i took your combat shit i just punched myself <laughs> in the chest <laughs> well this is just amazing okay here let me give it back to you because i don't know how to end the show here you go. okay good thanks for listening everyone 
It's pay attention to the Temple Prime Directive from me. And it's real as an illusion. <laughs> How fitting. Uh, and as always, live long and pod spam. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Why is the microphone like this? Like what? It's all... Well, you can move it. They're adjustable. I can't. Why? I'm not supposed to touch anything. I do. But you're the captain. Yeah, but you're you're ambassador in charge of microphones. No, but I'm now a mature ambassador. Mature ambassador? Yeah. I don't like that. A metastasizer. A metastasizing? I'm an ambassador. <laughs> ambassador? Is that an overture with an ambassador? Oh, I like it. Yeah, overture, yeah, yeah. Nice. Very musical. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I cheated on Star Trek this week. What do you mean? Because How do you cheat on Star Trek? Because I went to see a Star Wars exhibit at Disney. Went to Galaxy's Edge, didn't but we? Being a Star Trek fan doesn't mean that you can't be a Star Wars fan. Oh, Danae. What? How little you know. No, that is very true. That is very true. But I did feel, I was so excited. And I, all I was thinking is, I wish this was the Enterprise. Like, I was is, thinking about you the whole time. Is I there, I'm sorry, Star Trek. I was thinking <laughs> of you while I was fucking another show. The Falcon meant nothing to me. <laughs> But yeah, so you can be both. And I, I very much enjoyed it. It was good fun. Good. Yeah. I got to fly the Falcon. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. The, you went on the Parsec run. <laughs> the Smuggler's run. Oh, okay, that's the Parsec one. run. I love it so much. <laughs> you got the right thing. Uh-huh. That's probably how George Lucas would have written it. Welcome to the Parsec run. You can get it done in four and a half minutes. Wait, what? The rides are about four and a half minutes mm-hmm. and the lines are like Seven three years hours. long. Yeah. Yeah, the that's- Avatar one, I'm still debating whether it was worth the investment of my time the ride is so amazing it's incredible flights of passage but the 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 wait is insane tedious it's so long it didn't help that i was in horrible condition you were not well like if i was in if i was not about to get really really sick Mm -hmm. i mean i was already really sick but i feel like if i was in better shape it would have been an easier thing because you're just when you're in line with somebody who's miserable, it just kind of ruins the lining. <laughs> it experience. just dampens the mood. Like all of the oh, kids yeah. around us were like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, just feeding off of Danae's flu energy. It is the closest I've ever seen to a holodeck. Like it is, if that, if you were stood on a treadmill instead of a bike, it is a holodeck. It is so immersive. And like the bike moves and you lean forward, but. It feels like you are falling and you get that like stomach lifts up in your stomach thing, even though you've only moved like half a foot. Um, it's very, very clever how they how they trick the body into thinking it's it's flying. It's really fun. Yeah. It's one of those rides that even though at this point Avatar is a long lost memory, you understand why yeah. they have an entire part of the park <laughs> dedicated, you know, Man. to it. Because Pandora was like a big, huge deal. Yeah. And they made an entire wing of their park dedicated to this uh-huh. movie and then there's just been nothing. <laughs> he stopped making the movie. <laughs> there's it's been like... nothing. That movie has been delayed. It was going to come out in like 2012 and then 2015. And I'm like, well, let's get Star Wars out of the way. And Cameron just like has been waiting for the technology, finishing up other projects, producing things. And it looks like we're finally going to get it. But um, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, crazy it's interesting to me that there's so when you have that kind of real estate at Disney, you know that they keep it for really important. Mike, can you imagine if they just didn't? If there, there was never another film? Can you imagine? <laughs> But the ride is almost worth it somehow. Totally, totally. Somehow. Somehow. Like, and I wonder if like the interest in Avatar has been maintained because of the theme ride now, the theme park ride. 
as opposed to the other way around. Like it has given it a an elevated status for sure. So when I went to Disney when I think it was eight, which would have been a long time ago. So long. How long exactly? <laughs> a while. Start eight. Many years ago. <laughs> Many years ago. <laughs> they were just developing this technology, this kind of immersive v- yeah. VR yeah. sort of technology. And they have this section of Epcot. So, you know, like in the Disney properties, there's the Epcot. Um, Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood. And Epcot is divided. You know, people kind of know it for drinking around the world. Like they have like essentially all different areas of the park are dedicated to different parts of the world. And you can kind of go on awesome. like, beer tours, essentially. Nice. I but there's also this. this part where it's all based on like kind of testing out technology. And, mm-hmm. and they use that, the future kind of thing. Yeah. And we went in this one time <clears throat> to watch this demonstration. And I was selected as one of four participants to try out this new technology that they were working on called virtual reality. Oh, that's so cool. So uh, the whole room was filled with people and then down kind of where you can kind of look down into this sort of uh, almost like, you know, how in the shows you can look down into like a surgical Mm -hmm. room. It was sort of like that, uh, but all open, you know, open air. And there are these uh, platforms and you kind of like got on it sort of like a bike, which Mm -hmm. is the exact. Oh, that that's rode. so cool. But it was like the rudimentary version of <clears throat> yeah. what we rode, right? And they put this VR headset on my head and then in the cameras over, or sorry, the, the display monitors above my head, the audience could see what I was seeing in the monitors, which yeah. at that time was a pretty, oh yeah, that's you crazy. know, like dumbed down <laughs> version of reality. But what they yeah. did is they put us into... Um, Aladdin's world because oh, they nice. built Aladdin using like the magic carpet. That would be awesome. Exactly. There, was... there was elements of CGI in the in Aladdin. Yeah. Yes. And so they had already kind of built out the CGI. Mm-hmm. So they took that, and that was the framework for the VR. Oh, that's awesome. And I was on the magic carpet, and so when oh, I looked down, I was yeah. on the carpet, and I looked down, my hands were Mickey Mouse hands. Oh, that's so fun. And they had built a game, and the game was once they said go, you had to fly through the streets of Agrabah and oh. find the oh, that's the so thief. fun. And so they showed yeah. you the thief and the street rat. The three or four people, I don't remember how many there were, but I was you know one of them. Mm. Started to fly through Agrabah. So guess what I did? Did you trash it? I just went straight out over the wall and started flying as like oh, I'm like let's go. I'm gonna be free. Um, player one, uh, <laughs> you have left the boundaries. Um, <gasps> So if you want to find the da da da, you better go back to Agrabah. And I'm like, no, I, I'm like on this virtual. I've got this whole now. When I say virtual headset, it was a small like television mm. with this huge uh, yeah. mechanism attached to the top with like tubing that went into a massive arm above your head because uh-huh. it wasn't. So it wasn't like free roaming. It was roaming. the beginning yeah. of VR. So it was like this. Like what I was inside of was this massive machine mm. essentially. Um, and yeah, so I was like, I'm okay. I don't mind losing. <laughs> and so I'm flying out over the desert until I can't go any further. That's and I turned amazing. around and started to come back. And I could hear the audience kind of like chuckling because I'm over there just exploring and just testing the limits of like yeah. what they had, they had built. But it was really cool because I was at that time one of only a few people who got to test yeah. that stuff. So yeah, what we flew on is like the advanced, advanced version. The great, great grandchild of that. Of what I had done already Oh, it's so Disney. fun. When I was so little. so fun. Oh my god, we could talk a lot about Disney. Like we, the whole underground infrastructure. Yes. That none of the trash cans are trash cans that have to be emptied. Yeah. It's just a hole that goes into the it's ground. Crazy. And there's an entire world underneath uh-huh. where everybody that runs Disney is actually like hanging out. Uh huh. So it's like a 
It's crazy. We're the cleanest park I've ever been in. Oh, it's so spookily clean. clean. It's almost like they're transporting all of like the rubbish away as soon as it hits the floor. I know it's it's expensive and it's a journey to get there, but um, I loved I loved the Disney parks because yeah. it didn't even feel like it was too packed full of people. Well, we the were lines are long though. Yeah, we went on a Wednesday, so the park itself wasn't packed, but yeah. the lines were still oh as God. long as they're ever going to be. Like it was, it was long. Yeah, wanted to like fake some ID and. Like, get some, pretend to be somebody important and get to the front of the queue. Who do I have to pay to pay. avoid this? Pay. That's the crucial word. I thought you were going to say something else. Wh- <laughs> who do you think I am? <laughs> the the casual sex ambassador. <laughs> you said it. I didn't say that I was the casual <laughs> sex ambassador. I said that the ship you're in oh, charge my of. my <laughs> ship is the casual sex ship. Nice. Yeah. The CSS Enterprise. <laughs> Enterprise. Great. Hey, sin, I guess. Oh, shit. I've done this, haven't I? Oh, no. Well, everybody, you can hear that I have a very sexy voice today because I am under the weather. Yeah, we're all, I have we're a Disney flu. Passed around, passed around the Disney flu. Yeah, Danae had it bad and was nearly hospitalized. Yes, and that's true. yesterday I slept for like 18 hours. Good. Um, and yeah, but let's do the show. That's not something that you want to tell people before the show starts. <laughs> oh, what? Let's do the show? No, I mean, hey guys, this is good. Hey, this I'm is really not be so doing well. Fun. Let's go. This is going to be a great episode, I promise. <laughs> uh, I have, before we start, <clears throat> a trek or um, fiction. What, what did I call this trick. segment? Trek or trick. Trek or trick. Trick or trek. Trick or trek. So, <clears throat> we're back on Voyager. And Voyager has bumped into a uh, planet. And it's in orbit, and it looks really weird. It looks really funky. It looks strange. The planet does. The, the planet looks really oh. strange, and in they. Um, it looks um, like swirly. Like there's no land masses. It just looks very wispy and swirly. And they're like, "This is cool." And they go up to it, and they're like, "Huh? Like things are happening down there. Like things are moving strangely." And it's in a time bubble, so time on the planet moves a lot faster than in the rest of the world. And they get stuck in orbit. And they're like, we can't get sucked any lower because then we'll lose hundreds of years and we won't be able, we'll get home, but it'll be irrelevant. It's already going to be a long trip. So eventually the, the planet starts to develop life and they see Voyager hanging in the sky and develop their society, religion and culture around the ship. And there's like Voyager action figures and toys and they make films and TV series based on the hanging ship in the sky and the gods that live on it. Um, eventually, they decide to send somebody down to the planet. The only person that can go, this is the B plot, the only person that can go is the, the holographic doctor because he's the only one that can survive the time jump. So he goes down there and says, we're going to send you down there for three seconds. But no, the transporters go wrong and he's down there for three minutes. And he comes back up. And he's just like, my God, I thought I'd never see you again. And it's been like three years that he's been down there. And it turns out he has um, a family and kids. And Wait, how does that happen? He's like, yeah, they have family and kids. Um, and we never actually find out how that happened. But eventually another person from the planet, they develop rockets. So they send a person up to the ship to say, hey, who are you? Are you a god? And they're just like, no, everyone you know is now dead because you're in our timeline. And it's different. So they get help to break free and Voyager leaves. And then when the guy goes back, the doctor's like, see if you can find um, the person with this last name because they'll be my great-great-grandchild. Voyager leaves. I think I'm just going to say Trek. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like I cheated 
but I think I saw this episode. Oh, really? Awesome. Because parts of it were really familiar, and I mm-hmm. kept going, if he says this, I think I've seen it, and you would say something similar, but then I couldn't nice. tell if you were doing the thing that you did last time, which is taking a little bit of this and a oh, little bit of that. I would make it mm-hmm. a lot different. Yeah, enough different. Yeah, it's probably, so the episode's called Blink of an Eye. It's one of the best Voyager episodes, Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if you've seen it. It but gets I, played a lot. But I, I also thought maybe it was a trick because of the whole, like, a hollow gram deck uh-huh. has had still don't know how that happened we assume it's like adoption or something like that but he has a family <laughs> and the, the, even the guy's just like but you're a hologram how did you manage that and he's like it's a long story i'm like one that you're not gonna share what oh my god what if like in the future when paramount plus or whomever is developing these shows who is putting on picard show is it paramount? it's paramount okay. yeah cbs Let's say the CBS is still just making tons and tons of money, tons of money, um, and then they're able to produce these shows, and it's like its own little Marvel universe. We got some really cool shit uh-huh. going on, and we get like a Voyager situation, and they take that episode and they expound on it, and we oh, find man. out what really happened because that's the stuff that makes me like I, I get know. stuck inside of it. Like, how does this work? Yeah. Why? Why are we skipping over all the details here? That, that's a big one. That's the stuff they're so happy to one episode memory and yeah. just never come back to it. Uh, my favorite bit of that episode every time is when the doctor gets beamed down and he's so excited because he's going on an away mission and then the transporter just says nah i'm not gonna work anymore and that three seconds passes so quickly and you're like man three seconds was three days and you're counting the seconds in your head of how long he's been down there and working out man they they may as well just leave him down there because it's been so long so i'm having um traumatic <laughs> flashbacks to creating that same situation in my D campaign yes yes <laughs> i decided that my my i was trying to fold in like a new character into my D campaign and i was also trying to give them time to process stuff so i wanted them to go into like this time place where they could you know not lose a lot of time they could spend like several sessions plotting and talking mm-hmm. and thinking and and all this stuff and it really wouldn't affect like the real timeline yeah and so i did this like time dilation thing and oh my <laughs> god it was such a mind fuck it's so it great. was such a mind fuck and i'm like what have i done to myself i mean it's so complicated and then of course when they get into that place there's stuff going on that they get involved in so they forget to even come up with a plan for when they get out <laughs> it's so great <laughs> I literally was like, guys, I'm going to do something here. This is a mistake. <laughs> yep. I know that. But I'm going to do it anyways because it sounds like it's going to be fun. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to say, we're just going to make it work a lot. And you yeah. just have to just pretend because I'm not Matt Mercer. In yeah, front the of math on this is going to be tricky. Needing to like show my shit. Yeah. I'm at my kitchen table with my good friends and we're here to have fun. Yeah. And that's that's what I like about uh, D&D is when you it's find awesome. a good group of people that They'll they just don't go with it. know. The only time it really comes into play is if you've created something where they can't win based on your own oh, mechanics. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then you have to kind of go, oh, I really need to have some rules here because yeah. then they can't play by the rules. And if you're like mm-hmm. interrupting gameplay, then you have a problem. But Totally. Anyway, back to Star Trek. Just an entire spoonful of salted condensed soup would be It's fine. amazing. Oh, oh, oh. Am I telling that story? <laughs> We're going to put it in the outtakes? Okay, we'll put it in the outtakes. So yesterday I was feeling poorly, and um, the best time to learn life lessons is when you're sick. So um, in England, I have since found out that we do have something called condensed soup, but it's very rare, and there's only like one brand that does it, and 99% of our soup is soup. So when my lovely... Meaning that when you have a can that says soup on it, it's just ready to go. It's 
It's, re- it's an edible soup. Isn't something you should have to clarify. Yes, the thing that's in this can is, is edible. Um, my lovely host, Aaron, said, how about you have some chicken noodle soup? So I was like, that's great. So I open up a tin and I put it in a bowl and I start to microwave it. And I test the temperature. I get a big old spoon because I'm like, I know it's not too hot yet, but I want to taste it. And I just like immediately start coughing and sputtering. Gagging. And just like, holy heck, why do Americans overseason everything? Like, why have you put so much salt in this soup? And he asked me if I'd added water. And I said, why the fuck would I add water (laughs) to my soup? Why do I want to water this down? So so let me just ask you this. I've thought about this since you told this to me yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. When you open condensed soup, it yeah. just kind of globs out. No, it doesn't. It was fine. It was. It was. Liquidy. I like a thick soup. Yeah. Okay. So, it, but usually when I open a condensed uh-huh. can, it's like you have to scoop it out with a no. like a spatula. Oh no, you could just put it straight in there. It wasn't thick, so maybe it'd gone off as well. But it was like <laughs> it was all, it was runny enough. Like the consistency, I was like, this is fine. But it is the most intense taste I have ever ever had in my life. It was just like. An entire spoon of sodium just in my tongue. And uh, like I know exactly which part of my tongue is sensitive to salt now because it's still tasting it. And I was just like, yeah, you need to add water. Sorry, I should have told you that. I was like, like yeah, thanks. Oh. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV is without sin. No TV. Every week. It's right in front of me and I'm reading it. TV show. TV show. Hello. I am the very model of a modern major general. Can you say something? I'm a small bowl of noodles. Can you say something louder? 